the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and greetings to our extraterrestrial friends. Welcome to another, yes, another exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. This is producer Greg, and I am fortunate to be sitting in the host seat tonight. We have a very special episode to share with you. Uh, We're going to talk to three of our own Mickey Dudes and find out how their recent trips to the world were. But before we get into the details, let's find out who will be joining us tonight from the Constitution State, Mr. Pat Gennetti. So you're looking for a laughing place? We'll show you a laughing place. Hey, uh, Pat, what are you drinking tonight? I'm glad you asked there, Greg. Now, Joffrey's is the official specialty coffee of Disney World. But guess what, everybody? It is now the official coffee of the Mickey Dudes podcast. I am drinking some of their Cafe Feminino tonight, and it is fantastic. Order some today, guys. You really should. You won't be sorry. Outstanding. And let's find out from our other Mickey Dudes who we have joining us here from the Empire State, putting the men in home improvements, Mr. Chuck Fitzgerald. Besides, they're tourists. What do they know? And the dashing, Mr. Dave Koch. Yeah, Debbie was sick, so the union sent me. All right, guys, welcome back. Glad to have you with me tonight. So we're going to dig right in and and get to our trip reports here. But uh, what I want to do first is find out how everything went getting down to the world. And what I want to do is start with your trips down and... Lead me up to, say, the first day of the parks, you know, whether your accommodations were good, where you stayed, uh, all sorts of things leading up to that first day. So let's start with Chuck. Where did you stay? Um, This was actually our first trip where we stayed at Pop Century. We we didn't want to spend any extra money, so we didn't get a preferred room. However, we ended up in the 70s. Uh, I think it was Building 6, whichever one the Mickey phone is, first floor. You know... it was a room. It wasn't anything special. It wasn't that big. It, there wasn't any special amenities, but it was exactly what we needed. It was a bed. It was a, a sink, a shower. Um, the only complaint that I do have about it is the Disney channels. So WDW Today, uh, Must Do Disney, DVC, all those like you know advertisement channels didn't work. Uh, <laughs> we just didn't get any reception on those channels, so we were forced to find entertainment outside of stacy wow interesting that would be a letdown most definitely disney without stacy yeah it it was a letdown i mean we got it to work for maybe 45 minutes at a time but other than that that was a that was it i mean uh, you just got frustrated and just said all right well i guess we'll see what's on wesh or something Hmm. dave where were you staying i was staying at the pop century as well i usually try to stay at a value for the race weekends because run disney tends to be quite a bit of money with the races i always pay them about a year in advance the race itself but it's just uh to keep costs down i usually uh get one of my running friends to uh, share a room with me so we try to do it on the cheap and also it's better for buses because there's usually uh, less resorts and only one bus stop to pick up the bus from so there's not really making much of a uh loop around and and basically the time you're spending in your room you know the cheaper the better in that case because you're probably putting your head on a pillow for like four hours and and then you're up correct exactly it's nine o'clock to bed if you're lucky usually it's about 10 30 for me and 
the alarm going off at 2.15 a.m. Yeah, yeah. And then powering through the day for the rest of the day. Wow. And, uh, Pat, where were your accommodations? We understand that you had uh, an interesting, to say the least, situation occurred that uh, turned out to be something quite spectacular. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I, uh, I have DBC, so what our goal is to stay at all DBC properties. So we did a split stay. We did uh, two, two nights at Kidani, and we did two nights at the Beach Club. Um, the goal of this trip was not to do a lot of parks, but really to get a lot of relaxation time in. Um, so we thought these two resorts with the four kids that we have was uh, a really good, uh, good choice for us. And um, to go with what you were saying, um, so we got two rooms um, each time. Uh, we have a family of six, so we weren't gonna, point-wise, it's actually cheaper to get two rooms than it is to get like a, a family suite. And you know, it's not a big deal, we're just sleeping, so it's not that, that problematic. So we have one standard room and one Savannah View room at Kidani. And my wife is trying to pull out the uh, sofa bed um, for our son and it's jammed, it won't work. And she does it and it, she throws out her back. So she calls down to the uh, front desk and they said they'll send somebody right up. Half an hour, 45 minutes, hour goes by. Finally, I go downstairs and I'm not happy and you can tell. So I talk to the front desk, explain the situation and they're like, we'll, you know, we'll send up a medical staff if you need uh, a scooter, if you need a wheelchair tomorrow for the parks or whatever you need, we will pay for it, yada, yada, yada. Wow. And I said, well, that's really, really nice. And um, my wife is a tad stubborn and she's not going to take any of that. So, and they understood that too. So I keep texting my wife. I go, did Emmy come up yet? And still, hour 15, hour 20, nobody still has come up to check on the bed. So finally the head, um, the person that's in charge behind the desk comes over to me and says, well, we don't have any more Savannah free rooms, but we're going to move you since nobody's there yet. And we're, they were very apologetic. They were very nice. They go, we're going to give you the uh, three bedroom grand villa suite. I looked at her like she had three heads. Cause I'm like, excuse me. And I, I know what it is. And I'm like, uh, and she's like, what's the matter? I go, I feel really bad because we're not paying for that. That's a major upgrade. Her quote, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. You should take it. I said, Absolutely. I said, wow. I said, yes, yes, we will. So we packed all our stuff up, went to the new room. So I, I knew what it was, but I had no idea what it was at the same time. We walk in and this room is 2,200 square feet. It's bigger than, hmm. it's bigger than my house. Um, yep. Mine too. <laughs> it has yep. a yep. full dining room for 12, a full kitchen two living rooms, oh, two floors, uh, one living room on each floor, three bedrooms, four bathrooms, a laundry facility, three balconies, and the large balcony overlooking the Savannah and the main floor, you can go from the master bedroom, you can go out from the living room, you can go out from the dining room. The upstairs bedrooms also have balconies off of them. The, main, the master bedroom has a full um, bathroom with jacuzzi tub and everything. This room was so mind blowing, it was ridiculous. So I actually looked it up. Uh, off season, it's $1,800 a night to rent. Whoa. Peak wow. season, $2,100 a night to rent. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Oh my now, gosh. Points, it's 105 points a night. I get, <laughs> I get 130 a year. So this was like beyond our wildest expectations. And 
like I said, they were nothing but gracious and they were nothing but apologetic. And, you know, they said, you know, you guys all could stay together. We're not increasing points. You're not paying for it. It's yours for two nights. We have it available. Thank you. And I, I was just, I was floored by the generosity. And that was definitely one of those, those magical moments. You know, it, it was, you know, somewhat sad because my wife threw out her back, but eh, you know, a back is, you know, a little tricky at times. So I was kind of a little bit happy she threw out her back too. Love you, honey. So, you know, that was, that was a lot of, uh, a lot of fun, um, just staying in the room. So when we had to actually leave and go to the beach club, the kids were a little bit sad. And I think I was a tad bit sadder. Well, uh, that's, that's incredible, Pat. You know, we're sorry that your wife had to endure that injury, but next to the castle suite, Wow, man, you, you struck the Disney lottery there. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I definitely would take it and, and then go into the beach club again. You know, I had to slum it and go down to the beach club. I was like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like really? <laughs> These are just normal rooms. But even at the beach club, which was amazing, was I um, it, tip for anybody that's listening. Um, if you go and you're a DVC member and you want room 431, the uh, balcony is probably three times larger than anybody else's. It's one that's like at the end of a building, so it almost wraps around. The six of us fit on there easily with room to spare. And you can see illuminations to your left, and you have a clear view of Hollywood Studios to your right for their fireworks. It was amazing. So we got lucky with that, too. That's fantastic. Nice. Wow. Now, how was your wife for the rest of the trip? Was she in a lot of pain? Um, jacuzzi tub. Hot tubs in Advil did wonders for her. Nice. Mm. Glad to hear that she wasn't too bad to be able to not enjoy her vacation. Yeah, she's she's a trooper too, you know. So she she puts up with a lot. Um, you know, a lot of I was gonna say she has to put up with you. I was I was thinking the same and, thing. And, you beat me to and, it. And so was I, so you guys beat me to it too. So <laughs> <laughs> Wow. You know, I'm kinda interested about uh the parks and, and specifically the uh <laughs> The current condition of Hollywood Studios. Did all of you make it there, Pat? You only you made it to Magic Kingdom, correct? Correct. That's all I did. Okay, uh, guys, can you tell me about how things are looking there with construction walls and any signs of progress? Uh, I know Catastrophe Canyon is is pretty much demolished at this point, but how are things looking? You mean it's a catastrophe? Yeah, pretty much. How are things looking right now? Dave, did you make it over to Hollywood? No, Chuck, I was about to say I have to defer to you. I only ran through it during the races, so I really can't comment on it. I was only in the Magic Kingdom and Epcot this time around. Okay, fair enough. Greg, you asked the progress, correct? <laughs> yeah. The only thing with less progress is the final scene of the carousel of progress. <laughs> um, that <laughs> is epic. <laughs> Line of the night goes to Chuck. Yeah. There was a whole lot of construction walls. There were attractions that have been closed for two plus years. Um, actually, since the last time we were down, they closed pretty much the back half of the park. We were there two days before they closed the uh, back lot tour. That entire facade <laughs> was still up. Everything was still there. To say we spent a half day in that park would be generous. We wow. spent a quarter day in that park. And we actually waited longer in line for um, the great movie ride than we did mm -hmm. for Toy Story Midway Mania. And how are the crowds, though? Well, when you only have seven attractions, the crowds are pretty bad. I do have to say, though, this was one of the least populated times that I've been down to Disney, least crowded times that I've been down to Disney in a really long time. Uh, so they were manageable, but they would have been even more manageable with more than five attractions open, give or take. Wow. That's sad. That's very, very sad. It, it was. 
I don't want to bring up anything, you know, that we haven't brought up in the past. Oh, wait, yes, I do. See, Dave, this is why people that are going down to Disney right now that don't really know about Hollywood Studios, we're a bunch of Disney geeks, nerds, whatever you want to call us. So we know about these things. But if it's your first time ever going down there and you have your day and you have no idea what's going on at Hollywood Studios, this is why park hoppers would come in handy if you didn't have it. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, I got to be honest. The park hoppers came in a million times handy uh, just based on the state of Hollywood Studios. I mean, there's really nothing to eat that's outside of the norm. I mean, yeah, you got Brown Derby, but it's expensive. It, it was just a sad state of affairs. Mm. And if you rope drop that park, you're out of there by noon at the absolute wow. latest. Wow. All right. So let's talk about um, dining. Any special or outstanding dining experiences that you guys had down there? Uh, Dave, anything that, that sticks out in your mind that was like absolutely outstanding? I had the uh, seared ahi tuna at uh, Kona for the first time, and I will definitely be going back for that. There's a... A Pan-Asian noodle dish that I always love when I go for a dinner there. And I figured, let me try something different now. Problem is, now, next time I go to Kona, I'm going to have to get two entrees because I'm going to have to put my seared tuna on top of my noodles. And it's going to cost me an arm and a leg, but mixing the two of them together is going to be something of epic proportions because it will be just that awesome. Well, I'm glad I just ate dinner because uh, talking about this food is, is could really make me hungry. Hey, Pat, what was going on with the Tonga Toast? Uh, tell me about that situation. Now, now, if the Tonga Toast recipe was just changed recently, and from what I've heard, it's you know a vendor thing. The bread's different or something along those lines. I don't even know. And I told my wife, we always go to Kona for breakfast, and my wife really, really wanted the Tonga Toast. Um, I told her about it. It happened about a week before we went down, and um, you know she's like, ah, you know. And I said, all the reviews are I'm getting are they're, they're not. It's not that good. It's not what it used to be. Um, so when we sat down, the woman next to us actually had the Tonga toast. It looked so dry, um, and she only ate uh, maybe a quarter of it. She says this was terrible. So she, my, you know, my wife was kind of on the fence of trying it and not trying it. But just one, the way it looked, and two, the woman, you know, her recommendation of it being terrible. Um, you know, kind of swayed her. So we, you know, all went to my favorite, which is the Samoan, which is never a disappointment at all. It's the best breakfast on property. That's just a shame. Well, I got to hope that, yeah, and I got to hope that the Tonga Toast situation was just like an anomaly, you know, and uh, that whatever was going on, they'll get it straightened out. Yeah, I don't know. It's just literally like anything I've read online, um, you know, the reviews of it right now is it's just it's not positive. Um, you know, I'm hoping that they, they, they do straighten that out because that's a no brainer for a lot of people, like including my wife. Mm-hmm. And Chuck, did you uh, make any ADRs or do any special dining while you were down there? Actually, yeah, we uh, <laughs> we went down there with, I think, one ADR for Via Napoli and ended up eating at Via Napoli, Beer Garden, um, Skipper Canteen, and Whispering Canyon by the time it was all said and done, on top of two Be Our Guest lunches. So availability obviously was was not a a problem. You know what? That's 100% correct. We we didn't have a problem getting anything. I mean, we looked at getting a Be Our Guest dinner that didn't pan out, but availability for most of the stuff was not an issue. Yeah, let me add something to that, Chuck, because you're absolutely right. Like, we we ate at Jico and Kona, and, and we changed our Jico time and our Kona time twice. We got in on Sunday and we were able to continuously change it. And we ate at Jico and Kona both on Tuesday. So within those first 
within two days of when we were supposed to, we were able to actually, I take that back. We changed Jico again on Monday. So even the day before, um, you know, these, there was no problem whatsoever to get any time, you know, that we were looking for really. Wow. And we had the same experience with, uh, be our guest lunch. We were able to get, while we were down there, two reservations, one for April 13th and one for April 15th for, um, be our guest lunch. And, you know, as anyone knows, that's very difficult to get in the first place, just based on the fact that everyone wants to eat there, but there was no problems with that at all. Hmm. So how was the whole, uh, the ability to change your FastPass Plus uh, using the app, how did that work out? Did you guys have a chance to play with that and change and change again and find new fast passes to make? I was able to uh, cancel fast passes I didn't want and just have two on there because I always feel guilty. Okay, I want Splash Mountain. Before uh, my breakfast at Whispering Canyon that Chuck was talking about, we all, all the Mickey dudes who were down there got to share breakfast together, which is a really nice uh, experience. I wanted to uh, just ride Splash Mountain beforehand and just get a um, boat over to uh, Wilderness Lodge. So beforehand, you had to make three fast passes, which you still have to do. But then I always feel bad that I'm taking... I had no intention of using the other ones. So I always felt bad that I'm taking up a spot that can be used somewhere else, even though I know some of those fast passes are a waste of a fast pass anyway. But... In hindsight, with other people who might not know Disney as much, those fast passes might actually make them feel like they're getting something. So to get rid of my Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor and my Me Tinkerbell fast pass was not an issue because I didn't want to waste it on a ride where it could be hindering somebody else from getting that fast pass. Hmm. So it allowed me to have one on the system. Oh, I see. I see. And, and Pat, did you guys have any uh, issue with the app or changing no. fast passes? No, it was actually really easy because um, originally we had um, a Wishes fast pass that we knew we just weren't going to use. So while we were in the park, we got rid of it um, and we found a Jungle Cruise for uh, 11 o'clock. Made it very simple for us, just switched it right then and there. It was absolutely a breeze without a problem. Well, it, it sounds like then those changes to the app are certainly something that have really benefited a lot of people and they really put a lot of thought and consideration and worked out any bugs that they had. So it sounds like it's uh, pretty much where it should be. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, if they have any other improvements or or anything planned and and what they would be, you know? What I like now is you can actually search by time blocks. Uh Yeah, that's that's really nice. There is one small thing that... That I didn't like about the app. Well, two two things. The day that they pushed the update out, there was no extra availability at Magic Kingdom for anything, for anywhere, for any time. They, the cast members at the My Magic Plus kiosk, said that was possibly a glitch. So mm. that that was the only small little hiccup. But if you go to the kiosks, I know it's counterintuitive, but you actually get more selection of times than you do on the app, and you get to see them all in one screen as opposed to having to reload each screen individually. So that's something that we ended up doing later on in the trip after we discovered that. It made it a lot easier to do, but the uh, the ease in using the app was actually really good. Well, that's that's actually a great tip, Chuck. And I wonder if they push out the updates, they hit the, the kiosks first, and then they eventually propagate out to the app that uh, the end user can then make changes. I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, good tip, good tip. All right, let's talk about Disney Springs. Did all of you have a chance to make it down there? And if so, 
you know, what what do you think? How are things looking? Is there still a lot of construction walls up? Um, what's what's the status of, of construction? Let's start off with Dave. I did make it down to uh, Disney Springs. I had the pleasure of spending the day with Kyle, and then later on, Chuck and his lovely girlfriend Heather joined us too. So it was uh, a very nice day. Uh, we hit Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar, uh, walked around a bit. We uh, went into the Marketplace Co-op for an idea for a show that we're going to be doing in a couple weeks of just uh, virtual shopping in there. What would you get? So we kind of did a little research for that show. And on top of that, I proved my point that the fifth gate of Disney World is Disney Springs. You proved nothing. When I pointed out to Chuck the two fountains that they have, all the little children playing with these huge smiles on their face, happy as happy as a pig and you know what, just living it up, having a grand old time, proving that this is the fifth gate, just by the look and smile of these children. Just prove that this is the locals' park. And off to the side were their cardboard boxes that they were playing with. Mm-hmm. I looked for them. Now, they didn't see this them. is a conversation that we had when we were down there, and I made a, a fantastic point to Dave that he's not bringing up right now. We were obviously there with Kyle. Dave said, "Oh, this is great." My girlfriend said, "Oh, this is great." I said, "Eh," but Kyle said, "No, this is terrible." And do you know what the one difference between my girlfriend, myself, and Dave is compared to Kyle? He has kids. Valid point. He was. He was not amused as a parent by the fact that the kids were now going to be wet. They were going to be miserable. And he would, in theory, have to deal with that if they were his kids. Now, is that a... I was going to bring this up on our next show when we have them talk about the races. I was going to go back to that, Chuck. So... Well, you know... Thank you for bringing it up over here, but... We'll bring it up on the next show, too. Point taken, but... You're wrong, but point taken. No, no, that's why we're going to bring this up on the And we all know I I, I don't like to agree with Chuck, Dave, or actually I don't like to agree with any of you guys, but um, I'm going to agree with Chuck on this one because when we were in our trip in August, our son, Aiden, who was uh, five at the time, he played and he fell like three times in there. He was very miserable the entire time he was there because he kept slipping and falling and it was, it's a very dangerous place. Kids shouldn't be playing in it. They're going to fall. They're going to break something. And... Disney's going to have to upgrade them to like a three-bedroom villa or something along those lines. <laughs> I disagree with that. They should be there. But you know what? In today's litigious society, it, I'm surprised that they still are there. All right, that's and it. I tried, as Chuck. a teacher, as a teacher, I say, you know what? Let them fall. Let them fall hard. Let them take their bumps and bruises as a child so they know how to deal with it and roll with the punches when they're adults. Good for them. All you want, I actually kids. have to agree with that. I I have to. Agree I quit. With that. I'm never backing Chuck again. I mark this down. I'm never backing Chuck again until like three weeks from now, and I forget I said that. Oh gosh. All right, so Pat, any any closing thoughts on Disney Springs? Um, I well, comparing it to our, my trip in August, you know, it was nice to see the walls down. Um, it was nice. To, it was nice to go over to where the boathouse is. Yeah. Um, and see Jack Lindsay's and and actually find the hole in the wall at Raglan Road, um, that we talked about on a, a previous episode. Um, so that whole area, it's, it's, it's clean, it's crisp, it's, it's new, it's very nice. Um, I, I think it flows very well from section to section. Um, we got to go to Earl of Sandwich and got my holiday sandwich, so I was very happy. The kids, the kids didn't mind it. We didn't spend a lot of time there. We were only there for probably a couple hours, um, if, if even that. But, um, you know, it was nice to go from one side to the other. 
um, and, the, and the kids were happy um, enough to keep them busy for a little bit. And from there, uh, you know, we did a little bit more exploring of uh, some uh, resorts, but you know, you know, so they were pretty happy. Just wanted to ask if, if Jock Lindsay's lives up to the hype. I'd have to say yes. I went there twice. I went there, I think it was on Tuesday, the first time that we went there. We did all four parks in Disney Springs in one day, I think it was, and swim in the pool. But we went there. It was beautiful. Jack Lindsay's was fantastic. The drinks are super expensive. Mm-hmm. But so, so when I say super expensive, two drinks and a tip cost $25. Yikes. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the drink that I had was the uh, cool-headed monkey. It was ten twenty-five mm. for one. But you know what? It, it's it's Disney. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, I was. That's what I was gonna say because when we were at the um, Uzima, uh, the pool bar down at um, Animal Kingdom Lodge at Jumbo House, it was the same thing. It was twenty-five dollars for two drinks and a you know and a tip to our wonderful bartender patty who was fantastic but you know it was still it's 25 bucks for two drinks it was it was a tad bit ridiculous but again it's disney and dave what what do you think what were your impressions of of the hangar bar well one thing that i really liked the theming i thought it was really enjoyable to just kind of just walk around look at the pictures uh it's not one that i would want to sit on the um patio for because the patio is really nothing special. I mean, it does look over the Sasagula, which is always a nice um, time in Disney, but you really don't get as much of the theming. But in that way, it's almost like Trader Sam's, too. You're not getting the theming outside on the on the patio. So if you've gone enough times and you just like, like the drinks, it's fine for that. There's not a big show like you would find at Trader Sam's, which in some ways is good and I think it had to do with the company because I was just enjoying who I was with at that time and everything. I wouldn't go expecting a show at that point. I think the uh, building is its own show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say, by the way, Chuck, you know that specialty glass I bought? Did it break? Yep. Oh. I did not. I do not have it. I was packing up on Sunday to get ready to go, and I was just packing up all my toiletries, so I had some stuff in the bathroom, and I was just folding over laundry into the laundry bag to be able to make it fit better into the suitcase, and I realized the box that it came in wasn't going to fit, so I was trying to take some uh, clean clothes that I didn't end up wearing and just trying to wrap the glass in that and get into the suitcase, and me being Butterfingers... Ended up uh, having the glass slip right out of my fingers, right onto the tile floor, and then it just cracked into smithereens. I had to get mousekeeping in to uh, vacuum up the bathroom because my uh, friend was still staying in the room that night uh, after I was leaving. So last thing I wanted is him taking a shower, and then all of a sudden he's getting out, and he's got a piece of glass in his foot. So it was uh, about eight bucks for the glass down the drain, but, you know, live and learn. A lot of worse oh, things. I spent man. the weekend in Disney, so it's all good. That yeah, That's the exact yeah. reason I didn't buy my $8 glass. I wanted to. I don't think I would have been the one to break my glass, but uh, it was a very real concern, especially when you're getting stuff like that and you're traveling. Ugh, that's disappointing. And in hindsight, I have all of the uh, Trader Sam's glasses. I have no room anywhere else to display a Jock Lindsay's uh, glass collection because... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna taint my Trader Sam's collection with that. All right, Pat. Let's let's jump back to you. Um, you did a, a different kind of trip this time, and, and did a lot of resort touring. Am I correct? 
Yeah, we ended up uh, looking at uh, a few different resorts and uh, we went to, because again, it was just more of a relaxation trip and just kind of do different things. And we would finally, I told you guys in a previous episode, I was going to finally get over to Riverside in French Quarter. And we did and we explored throughout there. And I, I have to say, you guys were all right about it. It's phenomenal. And if we didn't have DVC, um, we that would be the next place we stay. But you know, obviously we do have DVC and they don't have a DVC on their property yet. Hopefully one day if they're going to put it in a moderate, they put it there, you know, but we got to see, you know, the French Quarter first and I love the streets. I love the theme behind it. Um, everything looked really cool. And then I was really impressed with Riverside and just to kind of see where Yeehaw Bob plays. And I know you guys went there, which you guys will talk about on Wednesday when we record the next episode. Um, you know, I, I, I like just seeing a lot of the things that I've always read about or I saw online, but to actually start to see these things and place them in my own trips is is, is a pretty phenomenal thing. And I, I think I get more giddy than the kids do when they go to the parks, when I just see, you know, things like this. And I was able to, you know, take the boat from French Quarter to Riverside. And, you know, that was fun. And, you know, just simple things like that, I really enjoy. And I think as Disney fans, those are the things that we really like. Uh, when we can get outside the parks and just see these different things and it really it really was a joy oh so you didn't get to see bob no we, we ended up not going we we didn't get to see bob we were there you know we were there early on our first day um okay. and that was it and then we just you know i just wanted to explore what was uh you know the, the resorts themselves and that's you know the nice thing about being dvc is like uh, you know you're going to come back in like maybe six months or a year or whatever and you can take that trip and, you know, do a resort crawl, if you will, and, and check out some things that you, you know, as a non-DVC person might not take the opportunity to do. So that's something that, you know, if we ever got into DVC, I would love to, to check out some of the other resorts, especially some some of the deluxes and, and just, you know, see how they compare to the moderates. So do you have uh, any other outstanding resort crawl moments that uh, you want to share? Um, going over to the boardwalk and finally seeing the uh, the scary clown um, that spits children out into the pool. That probably is one of the <laughs> freakiest things you'll ever see. And I just saw pictures of it. But to see, I, I waited and I probably looked like a psychopath. But I'm just waiting and just like standing off in the side with my six-year-old. And I'm like, Aiden, you have to wait. You have to wait. He's like, why? I go, I got to see the clown spit out a kid. He looked at me in absolute <laughs> utter horror. And I'm like, oh, I guess I shouldn't have put it that way. Um, but, you know, finally, yeah, yeah, finally, I'm seeing kids getting spit out. Uh, you know, it was just fun to see. But, you know, and, and just to see the lobbies of, you know, the boardwalk, the beach club where we stayed, walking over to the yacht club um, and just seeing, you know, just the different aspects and all the theming and all the little intricacies that they put, you know, that the Imagineers put into these lobbies and hotels, seeing Kandani's lobby compared to Jumbo House. And Jumbo House is just awe-inspiring. And it's a wow moment when you walk into there and you see it. Now, I've seen seen them before, but to see them and be able to take your time with them is something I've never been able to do. And I think it's really, you know, you're right on point there with what you said, Greg, with us having DVC. We're going back in October again, you know, so we know our trips are going to keep coming. And you know, so next time I'll be at the Poly in October and, you know, we'll do, you know, different things. I hadn't been, I've never been to the Grand Floridian, so I'm going to head over there and I'm going to check that out because, I, you know, it's just stuff that we can do now. We have the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a benefit. Definitely. Uh, all right. So let's uh, find out from Chuck and Dave before we uh, start to wrap things up. Um, any outstanding moments that you want to share? Uh, something we didn't cover? 
Uh, Chuck, anything? Actually, yeah. I have one and two, if I can remember the second one specifically. We were down in Florida to celebrate my girlfriend's birthday, essentially, because of my work schedule. We couldn't go down during March. So we went down this month. So she got the birthday button. She got all that. There was a cast member at Zuri's Sweet Shop in Animal Kingdom who saw the birthday button, you know, was a fantastic cast member and actually did give Heather a uh, chocolate covered pineapple spear, which those things are like five dollars. And it was one of the more fantastic moments um, of cast member interaction. And you know what? There's a second one that happened at Magic Kingdom. I remember what it was. We were outside of Be Our Guest for our first day for our lunch. And we went to check in. And the cast member that checked us in enjoyed Heather's ears so much. They were Mickey ears. They were a headband, but they were purple and they had bell on them and she enjoyed them so much it was one of the best actual human interactions that we had with a cast member uh we actually even made it a point to go up to main street after we were done on our way out give our praise to this cast member to uh guest relations i mean that's you know another thing that i think doesn't get done enough is going up, going above and beyond. I mean, these cast members do go above and beyond for us sometimes. So it takes five seconds out of your day to go up to guest relations and let them know how good of a job they were actually doing. And, you know, you like to see interactions that are truly genuine. And that's what that one sounded like instead of, well, I'm a cast member. I have to be nice to guests, so I will be. But that sounded like it was just a great a great moment to, to share. All right, Dave, anything that you want to uh, share with our friends? Okay, well, there was a very special moment during the race that I'm going to say to be continued on because I want to talk about it with uh, Kyle because we ran the 10K together and we both experienced it. But I will have to say that it was uh, very interesting, to say the least, and quite awesome that... I had the pleasure of meeting Jeff the last time I was there in February. And this time I got to meet Chuck and Kyle for the first time in the flesh. And meeting them at that point, it was like I knew them all my life. After interacting with uh, you guys since last July on Twitter and just the constant Facebook chat that we've had and just starting this project together, by the time we actually met, it was like there was no any uh any trepidation or no um unfamiliarity it was like i was meeting up with old friends and chuck and i actually agreed for about an hour and a half straight through before we had our first disagreement <laughs> Let's no it actually that. took longer than that it, it took longer than that it, it lasted until we got to disney springs but you know what you're you're like brothers just like brothers exactly i can't even remember what we disagreed on the fountains <laughs> oh yes <laughs> I just, I blocked that out of my mind because I just figured I was right. So I didn't even regard that as a uh, actual conversation. I just tuned you out. We just had this conversation again 10 minutes ago. (laughs) Was there any change throwing involved? (laughs) Oh, man. No, that's how I got to my $30, though. Yeah, right. Oh, gosh. All right. Does anybody have anything else to add to the cause while we're here? I will say one thing. I give Kyle and Tim a lot of credit for this. Um, they turned me on to uh, Cigar City Highlight Beer, um, and it, it's uh, one of the greatest beers I've ever had in my entire life. So uh, on air, Kyle and Tim, thank you very much for that recommendation. 
There you have it. Pat, I'm just sorry that you weren't able to experience my egg rolls because I couldn't get them either, and I was not a happy camper. Oh, yeah, no, no doubt. And that's, I, I had everything planned around it. Had my wife, I'd said everything. We had our day planned in that side of the park. I'm like, it's going to work out perfectly. We got over to the the, uh, the stand for the cheeseburger egg rolls, and they're just not open. And I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm like, excuse me, what, do you, what, what is going on? Like, I, I couldn't even comprehend that they weren't open. And um, the people next to uh, the stand next to them, they said, yeah, they're probably not going to open today. It's just not that busy. Um, so, you know, the, the time that we all went, we caught a good week. Um, it's pretty much where spring break is kind of dying down. And, you know, a lot of the northern schools have spring break. So if they come down, they come down. But, you know, for the most part, you know, that's what a lot of the cast members are saying. Like a week before, two weeks before it was mobbed. And, I, you know, to be honest with you, when I was in the Magic Kingdom, it really wasn't all that bad. We didn't have much of a weight on anything. Good, good. So just one more final thing. How was the weather? So it sounded like it was okay. It was gorgeous. It was beautiful for us. Yeah. Nice. nice. Good. I, I think it rained one day for about an hour. And when I say rain, I don't mean sprinkle. I mean, it rained. Um, and we got caught in Tomorrowland, which is essentially a pit. So there was water everywhere. But you know what? After that, it was beautiful. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all were, you know, 80 degrees and sunny. And it was exactly, and it wasn't humid. So it was exactly what I wanted Florida to be like. However, um, Friday morning, and this is something that we can touch on a little bit, uh, in our next show, I was up for the 5K to support uh, my girlfriend, and I was freezing until I looked at my phone and I realized it was 70 degrees. I shouldn't have been cold. <laughs> Especially from where <laughs> you're from, Chuck. That's, that's just astonishing. Well, it gets even better. We got back to the hotel room and I turned off the air conditioner. I was that cold. Stop it. So I am now, I swear to God, I am now in uh, plans of relocating to Florida because 70 degrees is apparently just not warm anymore. <laughs> yep, we've, we've become soft, right? Apparently. Uh, man, I'm telling you. Your blood thins out. It's the, it's the Northeast connection. Yeah, that that's what it's got to be because I was back up here today. It was 69. I was driving down the highway with my windows open and... Apparently, 70 degrees is cold is cold when I'm in Florida, but not up here. Yeah, I had the moonroof <laughs> right. down for the first time today, blasting Jimmy Buffett as I was driving home from work. It's all relative. Well, gentlemen, that time has arrived. Uh, it's time to say goodnight. So uh, before we wrap things up, let's find out where we can reach each one of you on social media. Pat, where can we get a hold of you? Uh, Daily Walt Disney on Twitter, and just look me up on Facebook under uh, Pat Chinetti. And Dave, how about you? You can check me out at Figments Reality on Twitter and look me up at David Koch on uh, Facebook. All right, Chuck, what about you? You can find me on Twitter at Chuck in the Chat. And you can find me on Twitter at G Nevis and look me up on Facebook at Greg Nevis. That's spelled N-E-V-I-U-S. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for joining us on this special edition trip report of the Mickey Deuce podcast. And in the immortal words of Mickey Mouse, to laugh at yourself is to love yourself. Thanks again for joining us. Have a good night. You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon.